Hail Satan. Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, God. Okay. Uh, right, go ahead. No. You've already thrown me off. Uh, hello, <laughs> those of you that may or may not be listening to this maybe will never air podcast. Um, this is the very first uh, slash test episode of the Casual Opinions podcast. Uh, I am Zach Kellner, and this is a podcast where we talk about random pop culture stuff, probably mostly Star Wars, if I'm being completely honest, and that is actually going to be the focus today will be Star Wars Visions. Uh, And with me, I have two uh, equally cringy people. Uh, I've got my brother here, Caleb, and my cousin uh, slash TikTok star, Daily Deal. Hashtag movie daddy at movie underscore daddy at tiktok.com. Um, yeah. I really TikTok hate phenom. He really plugged himself. He changed. Well, no. Oh. <laughs> but he changed his Twitter name to spooky daddy. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but today we're here to talk about Star Wars Visions, which... Um, Not probably... real Star Wars, according to actual Star Wars fans. Technically not canon, yeah, but I think there's some that could potentially fit into canonosity. Is that a word? Into the canon. Yeah. Um, if it's not a word, I still know what you meant. That's what we're going for here. Um, <laughs> but obviously, if you're not familiar... Um, I don't know why you would have clicked on this in the first place, uh, but to say it, Star Wars Visions is the recent um, anthology Star Wars anime series where there was seven different studios that did nine different animated shorts, uh, kind of ranging from about 15 minutes. So I think the longest one was, what, 23 or 25 minutes long? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so today we were just going to, uh, again, uh, kind of go through our our thoughts we're going to do some some rankings of the the episodes from worst to first uh then a couple of awards or categories or whatever we want to call it at the end there um you know, it's the casual opinions podcast so it's just our opinion don't uh don't get too you don't upset. have to like it you don't have to no. love it no. um but you yeah, should just... <laughs> they're pretty good opinions uh... <laughs> Uh, well, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it going here. Um, just start off, like I said, going through the the nine episodes. Maybe spend a little bit of time talking about them, uh, and then finish up with some some categories there. Uh, so we'll kind of go through one by one. We'll all say off our, our number nine, I guess, our our last ranked episode here, and then from there we'll kind of uh, you know compare notes, talk a little bit about the episode, and then move on to number eight. Would one of you guys want to go first on your nine? Uh, I can go, yeah. Uh, In my personal opinion, my personal casual opinion, my least favorite uh, is probably going to be Tatooine Rhapsody. Um, To elaborate, I guess, uh, the premise of it was both unique and cringy. I thought it was very different, which was cool. It was a nice factor, but... (laughs) The the singing and the the animation looked nice, but it, it just it felt very kid friendly, and that's just not the Star Wars that I'm all about. I guess I don't know. It wasn't bad, but it was just 
the weakest link, in my opinion. Looked great, though. Visually, awesome. Even I know I just said it looked kitty, but the animation was still pristine. Great. I like Chibi Boba Fett. Yeah, the Chibi Boba Fett was good. I like that. Oh, yeah. And I uh, think it might be the only of Visions to actually include existing characters. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it was... Like with Boba and Jabba and everything. I think no other episode did that. Yeah, if any episode was going to fit into canon, this would probably be the one that would make yeah. more sense just because of that, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bailey, you want to hop in? Yeah, so kind of kind of in the similar vein to it, just being a little too kitty. Uh, my number nine is T-O-B-1. One or call it Toby. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I knew that was gonna was gonna grind your gears, Zach. Uh, um, again, like I, something needs to be said about visions in general is the animation is stellar. Every single episode brings its own unique take on its animation style, even if it's the exact same studio. It's visually striking. Mm-hmm. This episode has one of the best. Uh, best fights as far as the visual storytelling is it's just to me it felt very kid friendly and very simple Uh, Mm -hmm. there's something about how it started off um, it just I I remember I remember like it kind of lost me whenever the well I mean it's a spoilers podcast I would assume so I think spoiler warning we'll insert a spoiler warning here spoiler warning (laughs) I mean, like the episode starts and Toby is, you know, an android and he's playing with other droids just in this room. And then the master who built him walks in just out of nowhere. And he's like, Toby, how many times have I told you to stay out of the basement? And it's like there was no establishment of the fact that he was in the basement or that he went Ah. down into the basement. It was just kind of like. They just threw that at us. And I immediately was like, I'm checking out of this episode. I felt that with a lot of them. Yeah, but it was like... It was rushed because they were short. And and I get that, but it was like, I don't know if it was a mistranslation thing, like maybe in the original uh, Japanese dub, it was a different line. And in the American translation, they decided, well, we're just going to simplify it and make it 100% easier for American audiences to understand, which happens like i recently i watched squid games and it literally does that there's all original... the time what <laughs> yeah all the time yeah, the, the, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i just finished that today so yeah uh, but like the korean translation uh is completely separate from what the american translations are and it kind mm-hmm. of apparently takes away a lot of the story so I feel like that didn't happen too much with this series, I would hope. No. I never yeah. knew the Japanese speaker. Um, but it seemed like every plot was pretty solid, and they got the points across. It's just this one, it just lost me in that first moment. And then the rest of it happens, and I appreciated it more. Even though it's my least favorite, it's still a fantastic episode. Oh, Bailey. I, I'll... My my TOB one's going to be a lot higher up on the list. Uh, just a little heads up there. So I'll I, talk more about it later. I, um, by your reaction, I assumed it was going to be higher up. <laughs> yeah, it kind of hurts me there. Uh, 
Uh, but I will, uh, we'll, we'll go snake style here. So I'll do my nine and then I'll do my eight and we'll work backwards and then just kind of weave around like that. Um, oh, okay. That, that might be the best way to do it. So my nine is going to be the same as uh, Caleb's there, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody. Sir. I did, a, I did appreciate the um, fact that it was different, right? I mm-hmm. felt like the other eight episodes kind of follow a pretty similar story beat. Jedi or or not get a lightsaber or something like that so I like that it was different and I I would like to to see more uh, you know if there's a vision season two I'd like to see more like that um or or more different stuff right Uh, you know and all of them were great but again the same story beat over and over and over um you know this one felt a little more fresh there um I also kind of liked one of my favorite things about Star Wars is like the random world building slash lore nuggets mm-hmm. um i think one thing that you don't see a lot of in star wars is like music and stuff like, yeah get, there's jizz bands and <laughs> jedi <laughs> rack rock and um <laughs> and, and Pal- palpy goes to the opera he loves him a good space opera but i like oh. all the, the the culture lore stuff building there and obviously it's not canon but i do like the idea of exploring like are there rock bands in the Star Wars universe? It would make sense, right? Why would the only, you know, we only see two types of music, opera and, and space jazz. So Right, you, you gotta assume there be, there's space rock. I would think there would be more to it. Uh, I also agree that probably the worst part of the episode was the, the singing itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the <laughs> lyrics were so cringy. Oh. Lyrics oh, were cringy, it? but... Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the main kid. Yeah, boy. he was the main yeah. kid, I think. And he's and, like an actual musical theater guy, and I, I noticed his, like, singing was not top notch but it's like it's also star wars i thought i mean like the voice and the sound the instruments was fine i just i thought the lyrics what what, where it fell short for me i was just like what what were the lyrics i don't even remember it was just it was very star wars specific it was talking about like space and traveling and yeah it was just it was so cheesy but yeah, I, I, the lyrics were cheesy, but I thought honestly, Joseph Gordon Levitt did a not, not a good job there. Um, really? I, I've, <laughs> almost, yeah, I've no, also it, only seen all of these once, so it, it sounded pretty flat to me, but I'm not, I'm not a music critic. Um, so that's my catch. job. We'll, we'll get there on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll go around, I'll start my eight, and then we'll go to Bailey. Uh, my number eight, uh, was going to be, uh, Lop and Ocho. Lop and Ocho. Um, I think with this one, I don't know, like like you guys had said, I didn't really not like any of them. I enjoyed all of them in their, in their own right. This one I just felt was kind of, you know, back of the pack to the others. I don't really have any major complaints with it. It didn't really rock my socks off. It had probably one of the coolest uh, lightsabers. Like, I liked the, the lightsaber that she ends up getting because it had, looks like it had a like engravings on the the blade Blade. somehow like there was like gold um you know symbols on there which i thought was super cool and i liked the found family stuff i thought that was neat and when he when the dad uh gives her the lightsaber i thought that that was like a really touching moment but by and large it you know there was nothing there that like had me floored so uh nothing that i hated but nothing that i particularly bond over in this one fair fair points fair points very, very fair yeah no, nothing to dispute honestly 
<laughs> uh, moving on to me, I guess. Uh, the twins is my next. Fair. I, I don't know. It's like this was the one that I think I was the most excited for, because in all the promo you see, um, you see you see the female twin whipping out two lightsabers and then having four mechanical arms whip out more lightsabers. I'm like, this is just very general grievousy, and I kind of like whenever Star Wars is able to uh, blend the technology with like dark side users or have Jedi who have. Uh, a specialty thing like a lightsaber inside of their walking stick or something like it just it cool stuff like that gets me excited mm-hmm. um and then just watching it i was like you know this just feels like a what if episode like what if luke and leia were given to darth vader and trained in the dark side you know which is interesting and i i enjoy that aspect but without that kind of like central connection to even that main storyline and it trying to stand on its own, it just kind of feels like a very empty episode. Like it just floats in the void. Um, there, there's a lot of great uh, animation choices that they made, specifically with her lightsabers and uh, the male twins lightsaber at the very end with that good homage to the Holdo maneuver. Um, also just taking inspiration from a lot of concept art for, like, episode 7, where I think they wanted Rey to, like, literally chop a Star Destroyer in half with a lightsaber while, like, hanging out of an X-Wing or something like that, which they did in this, and it was really cool. Uh, but, like, the lightsabers getting all, like, whip-like and wrapping around other lightsabers, I'm like, that's kind of cool. So... Yeah, they've oh, done yeah. that before. I, it was nice to see that again. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's also in um, been reading a lot of the the High Republic novels, and one of mm-hmm. the uh, one of the Jedi in there named Vernestra, she has um, she has a, a a light whip, or she can turn her lightsaber into a into light a whip. whip. Yeah, but she oh. does. They they do kind of explain that that was kind of like a uh at least in the high republic era that like modifying your lightsaber was like a little taboo and and so she's kind of keeping it on the dl Um, yeah apparently (laughs) i i read it was a a dangerous thing to do uh yeah yeah and i think i think the jedi forbade it forbode it forbidden it uh i don't know this this could be non-canon stuff at this point i don't even know i don't know if it's like outright outright forbidden but it's definitely like you you probably should have gotten permission before you you did that is kind of what it feels like yeah. Sorry for the. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the episode's still good. The, the the twins episode. I just wish there was more to it. But I think like the main appeal is just visually striking and not too much to story. Which that's all Star Wars needs to be. Yeah. Complaints there, Caleb. Uh no, not really. Uh, your uh, yep. Yeah. What's your eight then? Oh, my eight. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I thought you're. Oh, you're. Debate yeah. Bailey right now. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, my eighth is probably going to be the bride, the or the the village, the village bride. bride. Yes, the okay. village bride. Um, again, all of them look stunning. If I'm again, I've only seen these once. I wish I would have went through them again before we did this. But that's that's my fault. Uh, there were just a few shots in here, and 
one or two of the other episodes I can't remember where while the animation looks great, I was, I just saw that single frame and I just kind of it almost didn't belong. And I, I can't even picture the frame. I wish I could genuinely give you more information about what I'm talking about. I can't because I'm an idiot and only watch this stuff once. Um, but my other complaint with the bride or with the village bride and also with several of them is since they are such short episodes and most of them, if not all of them take place in like their own universe, there's a lot about said universe that we just don't know, like the worlds, the environment, everything that we don't know. And so they throw us into this 13, 15 minute episode and we don't really know anything. I felt like they move the episode super fast. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know. That, that was basically, I felt like it was stale in the beginning. It picked up at the end with the fight, and I absolutely loved uh, the the girl with the mask, whose name I can't remember, her lightsaber, which was yellow, I believe. F. Yep. Was it just F? I think so. F in the chat? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, uh, her lightsaber in that fight and everything was cool, but that episode, it it felt a little plain and boring. And also, again, like I said, I didn't know what was going on. I, I wish I knew the world more. But still a good episode. I'll probably get into this whenever I get to that part of my ranking. But um, I just I remember watching it and I got that kind of vibe that I wasn't watching a Star Wars episode in the beginning. I felt like I was watching an anime, kind of plain old anime or a Studio Ghibli project where it's like, let's look at this beautiful environment. Let's just have like random people that we've just met kind of like explaining things in a very yes. vague way and it that's makes sense as we go along yes yes that's exactly like you just have all of these people immediately they're all talking like they're i'm like i don't know these people introduce it, me to these people they didn't really do that but i will say i think um i know they don't really explain a lot with the the world in that one but i do think um you know we said that Halloween rhapsody is probably the easiest canon fit I think Village Bride is probably the second easiest because yeah. it seems like it's pretty distinctly set after the Jedi Purge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it could just be on some far, you know, I think they even say it's on some far flung, uh, you know, outer rim planet. So I think that what that's one where you could just be like, oh, she was a Jedi. Um, this is canon. Like, I feel like that's a pretty easy tie in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Caleb, if you got, if nobody else has anything else, then since we're going snake, we'll just go to uh, Caleb Hitcher, Hitcher 7, then. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, well, my seventh would probably be the twins, which we um, already talked about. Um, I guess I, I expected a little bit more out of the episode. It was still great mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, I did maybe just expect a little bit more, and I, I could be wrong. Like I said, I've only seen these once. Uh, but they they talk a lot about their dark armor in that episode. But what did it really do? Did it do anything? She got her arm. I think that's where her arms came from. It, is that is that what it was? I just I yeah. was expecting more like force imbued badassery. But no, I mean that's, that's what I thought they were implying is that somehow the armor makes them more powerful. But and, the most of it seems that we see out of it is just they have extra arms and can flip more lightsabers. Yeah. And I, I wondered, I'm pretty sure their helmets are off too at some point, but like, were they just straight up breathing in outer space? 
Yeah. Well, and then the, the funny part is the robot has a helmet at the end. Yeah, yeah. I was. Because I felt that too the whole time. I'm like, maybe it's their armor, but I know they took it, their helmets off. <laughs> it'll trigger. It'll trigger. Last um, Jedi haters, but Jedi's in the vacuum of space is in the canon. They do it. it in, is. They do it in Rebels now. Uh, when when Kanan oh, gets yeah. launched out into space. Um, that came but to out do it as well as they were doing it, though. Oh yeah, and obviously that's where you get the the complaints about who Yochi survive in space, right? Um, so there's there's some precedent for it, or and... or the or the bombs in the Last Jedi. It's like oh, gravity in space. What? That's, that's mag. That's magnets. Yeah, that's magnets. Hundred percent. That's so magnets. easily debunked. I hate. I hated whole... that. I hated that though when people said that's... that. Let's not get into a whole uh, Last Jedi thing. Cause oh, we'll we're all on the same it. side. We like it. Yeah. Well, but if anybody listens to this, they'll probably swat our houses. <laughs> they've, they've already <laughs> logged out as soon as we said, oh, I like The Last Jedi. Yeah. I like, like, I'm like, oh, no, I don't listen to this anymore. Uh, um, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, the twins and also, of course, uh, voiced by people who we probably know. I didn't know that initially watching it, which was cool. There are a lot of yeah. voice actors in all of this, so I just I didn't know until after the fact, which was cool. But Allison Brie and Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, very, very strange. But yeah, after once once I heard that, I couldn't not unhear it, you know? I was like, okay, uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that would be my seventh, probably. All right. Uh, Bailey, I think it's you yeah yeah it's me so um mine is tatooine rhapsody which it seems like all of us have tatooine rhapsody in our bottom three bottom of the barrel it just this episode is so easy for a lot of people to pick on but i bumped it up on my list above the other two because i think i got more enjoyment out of this because it gave me exactly what i expected from it like i wasn't expecting too much going into it like i hear the name tattooing rhapsody and i immediately expected oh this is going to be like a rock musical kind of episode mm-hmm. and i was just like yeah sure and i went along with it went along for the ride i just think this episode was it was the second episode of the whole series and this one was the one that proved to me you can take characters that you've never met before and put them into like a dire situation and you feel an emotional connection to them because it's like whenever he was freaking out about um, the hut getting taken away by Boba, and he was having this like moment where he realizes like I may never see him again. It's all my fault. And we were he just wanted to pursue his dream, and he's like crying in the rain. I was like, okay, I'm connecting to this. Like I actually I feel for you, um, which is more than I can say for a lot of one shot episodes, especially in anime. So I was like. I got emotionally invested, so I gave it extra points for that. But all the other complaints absolutely stand true for this. It's just, I thought it did better than a lot of them with making you care for these unknown characters. Did uh, did anybody secretly kind of hope that his lightsaber would ignite while he's singing into it? <laughs> I was I was thinking like he was gonna whip it out and be like I was expecting to fight halfway through and they were gonna like rescue him during a concert or something, but no. <laughs> you, okay, so here's another thing I wanted to bring up about this episode. Someone pointed out like something that they wished happened in this episode, 
was that it was that it would be hinted at being more canon, uh, even though it's like the easiest one to make canon. Um, like have a young Max Rebo in the crowd watching this and become inspired to start his Archie. own rock band and join the Jabba Palace. <laughs> I was Gosh, like, oh, yeah. that would have actually been really cute to see. Just like a little reference to that. Yeah. Like that. Um, I'll go hop into I7, uh, which again, for the second time, Caleb and I connect here. I had the twins at <laughs> seven. Um, I won't spend a lot of time on it since uh, we've already kind of covered it. I thought, uh, like like you said, Caleb, I didn't realize that it was uh, Allison Brie and Neil Patrick Harris the first time I li- I watched it. Uh, but then when I went back and watched it again a second time, like I can't not hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like. Allison Brie goes, damn, she goes so hard there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, she's and yelling she's like, in there. And she's she like is... screaming, like, I will, death will bend to my will. Yeah. And like, wow. And then, it, and then it had, like, the, probably, like, the biggest, like, anime, like, anime trope spectacle moment where he hypercharges his lightsaber and it's, like, changing colors and <laughs> he, he holdo maneuvers. And I, I thought that was... I'll say cool. to 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 add to to that a little bit, and just with the visions as a whole, is I felt like with a lot of these episodes, there were a lot of female characters who were badass. Yeah, like and and, and and main or 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 evil. There were a lot of evil females in this uh, series, which I thought was really cool. It wasn't just your standard big bad guy in a black suit of armor. It was cool. Yeah. Um, and then. I guess that kind of segues pretty well into my six uh with uh, evil females um unless i i hope i'm not misgendering this character here um number six was akakiri oh wow oh yeah wow uh, the the big bad ultimately ends up being i believe that was the sister of the king right is the backstory yeah, for i the big think bad so um that's insane I, I, what that's really high on my list. Okay. Um, initially, I didn't. <laughs> initially, I didn't like the animation style really, um, but I kind of came was... around. Yeah, go ahead. came around to it. Um, that was really kind of probably my biggest complaint. Was I, I don't know of all the I don't know. It's it was a darker animation style. I don't know if it was a I I assume it was a hand drawn animation style, which I I typically like those a lot, but. Um, I don't know. I didn't like the, for some reason. Like I didn't like the characters' noses. Their noses. Yes, <laughs> there, there is. There was one girl in particular. I think like, she's like this, the secondary main character in there, or whatever. But yeah, I don't. Her face and her eyes felt really wide apart, yeah. really far apart. So yeah. I, I don't know. It, that that's a really minor thing. Again, I really like all of them. Um, this is the darkest one. I I think unquestionably the the darkest, grimmest of the. Um, of the episodes and sometimes i like dark grim stuff but i feel like the older i get the more i like my content to be happy and cheerful so i don't feel uh, as depressed all the time <laughs> it probably it probably didn't help that this was the final episode of visions right. too so it leaves us with that like dark note and then it's just i like, thought it was a great send-off i well, loved it. It, like, it ends in that point and it's like we just got introduced to this series and then suddenly it's like Boom, dark and brooding. Would you like to watch Black Widow next? It's like, 
Oh, oh, okay. Um, so, so obviously it has a lot of, um, oh, what's the right word? It, it, it is a lot of homage to, uh, Anakin's story and, and Palpatine, but then also like Obi-Wan and, uh, Duchess Satine. It has a lot of that in there. Oh. The, the, the ending is horribly, horribly dark. And I really like it when Star Wars does stuff like that. Um, and I want to I'll just go on the record and say I think like maybe the best. This might be a hot take here, but maybe the best canon Star Wars content is the uh, Umbara Clone Wars arc, and that is just like the darkest, grittiest Star Wars out there. Like I think that's incredible. And I bet if I went back and I rewatched these again, like I don't think this is a solid order. Like I think it's a pretty sliding like. I have Akakiri at six, but I could probably realistically move it all the way up to, to like three, even if, you know, it it's pretty mood dependent, um, yeah. but I'm going to leave it at six um, for me there. Yeah. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, I guess we're going back to me, right? Yeah. How the snake works. Good. Yes, sir. Well, we're back to Lop and Ocho. Um, I don't know. The it's it's the furry episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is the furry episode. Like, more got people beef just logged out though. right away. Um, it's got beef with furries on the internet, though. Oh God, they're always in my comments. And they're like, "Why do you hate us?" And I'm like, "I really don't. I just thought you guys liked Zootopia a little too much." Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, yeah, no, the found fam found family element in this is like very interesting, and I love how people um uh uh sorry what um I'm trying to find my words for it. oh the Ray thing like the whole like Ray Skywalker thing uh everyone is like. Uh, she's not really a Skywalker. She's a Palpatine through and through, so I don't I don't believe she's Ray Skywalker. And this episode is just kinda like everyone accepts the fact that uh Lop has joined this family and is a part of the family, and they even like say, like, you are part of this family. Here mm-hmm. is uh the family sword. And everyone I guarantee any of those fans, which most of them probably didn't even watch this because it's anime and they think anime is icky. Yeah. Um, and they just don't like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> they will, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally on board with this. Like, I get, I get why they're doing that. You know, adopt, adopted family. And it's like, well, that's, that's Ray's story. Mm-hmm. This, this is literally just like Ray's whole relationship with the Skywalkers. That's what the story is. Um, Actual Opinions I, podcast is a pro sequel trilogy podcast. Yeah, just we'll, we'll get that out there. <laughs> very, very much, very much. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's very, it's it's my most middle of the road. I think. I, I mean, like we're not even halfway through the list, but for me, it just feels the most mid. Out of all of them. And this one, again, sliding scale could probably go up a few more. Uh, or even down a few more, just depending on my mood with it. Um, 
but for me this one is just very basic i don't know i think that's the best way for me to describe it uh so caleb caleb will go to you for six and then since it's snake we'll go to you six to your five and then back to bailey um well these are gonna be two we've already talked about uh my next one is toby t-o-b-i um yeah I, i don't know it was in my opinion, slightly. I liked it just slightly more uh, than the ones we've already talked about on my list, uh, which was Twins, Bride, and Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, I, yeah, it, it also probably is the, the second one that I'd say that felt really kiddy, uh, but I didn't necessarily hate it. Um, and I, I can't remember, because again, only seen them all once, but so he's, he's, he's a robot, right? And he, he wants to become a Jedi, but robots can't use the Force. So... Kind of a bit of big big problem there. At least canon wise, I don't believe robots have used the force. And there, I know they have been non-canon, but there's a theory that Toby is potentially a cyborg. I wondered that myself too. The master. Yeah, like uh, uh whenever Order 66 happened, he lost his arms and uh Toby was his Padawan. Yeah. Um and so he just decided, I'm going to build a Padawan from scratch. Yeah. And so he's able to use the Force and kind of find himself from there. Uh, because, you know, Vader uses the Force, and yeah. he has robot arms and legs, so, yeah. Yeah, it, just as long as I say there's, you know, probably a brain of some kind, they probably can can swing it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, this one was like my middle ground episode. I, I, I liked it all right, nothing over the top. Or nothing that made me really straight up hate it. Uh, that that Sith or whoever he fights at the end there was kind oh, of the interesting. Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that an Inquisitor? Was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was. An yeah, that was that I, was cool. I don't know cool. if we have a placement whether he's like the sixth brother or something like that. But uh, yeah, he's probably none of those since it's non-canon. But he's he's the third cousin. He's the third cousin Inquisitor. Just <laughs> <Twice laughs> floats, floats, floats around the outer rim. <laughs> If there's ever a Jedi really far in the outer rims that they can't get to, they send him. <laughs> He's like, finally, I'm useful. God damn it, it's just an old guy and a robot. He gets killed by the child robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess, so is it fifth now? Uh, that would probably... stay out of the basement. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Lop and Ocho would be my next one, though. Okay. Uh... I don't know. It, it it's also semi middle ground for me. Uh, again, I wish I would have watched these more so I could discuss more about them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys already talked enough about Lupinocha, the found family thing. I thought the the I mean to play into that, him giving the saber and that uh, the actual biological daughter just being an absolute screwball. I wanted to punch her the entire freaking time. But yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I guess we can move on. Was good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, for me, fine, my, yeah, my next place is another one we've discussed already. Akakiri. Mm. Um, this one I actually like. I think this one is the one I would consider I like quite a bit. And everything else from here is like extremely positive in my book. Yeah. Uh, my next ones will be that way too. Uh, very much, very much like Zach. I wasn't on board with the animation right away, but then as it went along, I kind of was like, Okay, I'm I'm getting a little more into this. 
and especially just the dark ending yeah uh fantastic stuff very mm. much reminiscent of uh revenge of the sith empire strikes back just that feeling of hopelessness mm -hmm. um but again i just don't i don't think this was the episode to end the whole series on i honestly think if they wanted to end the series they should have probably put like lop and ocho at the end because even though the sister gets away there is that sense of like hope and like mm. continuing the fight or something like that yeah. um Whereas this one, it just kind of is like, I'm joining the dark side. And they go inside, the door's shut, and it's just like... Okay. I... And now I want to watch Black Widow, I guess. Um, it's <laughs> just... I don't know. I like it, though. Uh, I think there was a lot of homage to, like, classic stories. It feels familiar. Like, I've seen this exact story... In, oh, definitely. Like, I don't know if it's a Studio Ghibli film, but it might just be, uh, you know, Japanese folktale just put with Star Wars. So uh, I'd be interested to, like, research that just a little more. But again, I liked it a lot. I like the, you know, tropey characters of, like, the two misfit, miscreant thieves uh, who are helping them along and are kind of the comedic relief. Mm. Um, as well as like the tragic hero and the love interest, but yeah, no, it was good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's good. That's good. Um, I will go ahead and get to what it would be my fifth and fourth. I swear to God, if you have fourth. dual this low down, I'm gonna scream. Uh, my number five is uh, Village Bride. Mm. Not, uh, I thought it was the prettiest episode. Like Bailey said earlier, um, you compared it to like a, a Studio Ghibli movie. Um, it was super pretty. I don't know. Um, kind of also did, I thought it did a really good job of like doing like the, I like to call it the softer side of the Force. Like usually yeah. when you see the Force in Star Wars, it's like throw, catch, lightning, right. jump real high. Um, but there's so much, and I mentioned earlier with Tatooine Rhapsody, like, I like a lot of, like, the little lore um, stuff. So I like that the people on this planet um, interacted with the Force in a way that's, like... Different. Different, right? And I think they call it the... the yeah, they the don't Magina, call it the Force, right? They call it the, the, the Majina, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they do this in some other Star Wars things, like, most recently in... Um, in the most recent Thrawn book, uh, they they rescue Thrawn uh, encounters this this alien race, uh, and I I can't for the life of me remember um, what they call the Force, but they all feel the Force um, just in a much different way. And then even um, even in the Thrawn books, uh, they have what they what is actually translates into to common or basic or whatever in um, the Star Wars universe. The the Chiss that are Force sensitive are actually called skywalkers um <laughs> and they use the force to uh navigate through hyperspace so instead of having hyperspace computers they use the force to guide themselves through hyperspace uh, mm. so i so i really like those the, the soft 
approach to the force, which I thought it did really good here. Uh, and also the F, the girl had those uh, kick-ass like turbo heels. Like, <laughs> did she like <laughs> lightning boost with her heels? Like, I thought that was I thought that was pretty out of control. And then it does the classic samurai thing where she like slides past him. Mm-hmm. It kind of freezes for a second, and then he falls over. That. You could do that. You could put that in any movie, and it would bump it up like five points on the scale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it could be a, it could be like a Garbo movie, and then they do a scene like that, and it flies up my list. See, that's uh, that's all Michael Bay had to do with all the Transformers movies. That's it just have Optimus whip out a blade, and then just instant transmission past Megatron, and have Megatron just slide in half. And I would have been like, greatest movie ever. I also would love it if every movie ever had the Wilhelm scream in it. That bumps <laughs> it up for me, too. <laughs> it's got the Wilhelm. I'm like, yeah, I recognize that from everything. It's fantastic. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't uh, this the episode that had the Wilhelm scream? I don't know. It might have when his little, uh, his little helmet flew into the, the ship. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like someone like fell off of it, and they like had the Wilhelm scream. It might have been this one, or it might have been the duel. Yeah, I'm but, not like, sure. One of them definitely did. It was there somewhere for sure. Um, so, so that's my five again. And but like you said, Bailey, like once I get into the five territory here, honestly, even really the six territory, these are all like, yeah, really, really like. Um, whereas like my my seven through nine are kind of like, yeah, I liked them, but. Um, <laughs> So I'll move then to my number four, um, which is going to be the elder. Ooh, hold on, the hold elder. on, hold on, hold on. Before before you go, Caleb is your number four the elder? No. Okay, I thought it would have been cool if all of us had the elder as our number four. Uh, okay. Can, so if four is <laughs> if elder's your four too, we can kind of tackle this together yeah. and then just go straight to Caleb after that. Um, first off. Jedi's can be it, it's encouraging because if a Jedi can be named Dan, then Zach can be a Jedi name too. And that's really hey, Ethan. Ins- Ethan. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really inspiring to me. Um, wait, wait. Did, wait, did you say you said Elder, right? Elder, yeah. And the was the Jedi's name Dan in that one? The the, the apprentice, yeah, the was, apprentice named was named Dan, yeah. The okay, sorry, I'm just thinking about the ninth Jedi about that's how Ethan. like Ethan. That's, that's Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, that's I what I said. He walks into the room and he takes down the and goes, I'm Ethan. And I Laugh. started cracking up. I did too. <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to that. But Dan. Yeah, we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Uh, so, um, I thought this episode was pretty freaking off the chain. Um, classic Aki Padawan, kind of reminiscent of Anakin. Like, I could take this guy all myself. Um, anytime that a lightsaber connects with water and it oh, it's so beautiful beautiful yeah that is that's sexy like i always like, take it back to the 2002 with oh, anakin, anakin and Asajj. i actually had i actually had that written on my notes here <laughs> yeah i always go back to that when i see it i thought the that's such a great show that's such a great series um i thought the master i think his name was taijin uh he was like that's an all-timer Jedi right there. Like that's yeah, what a, that's what a Jedi should be. The, yeah. This, the, what we saw in this episode is what would have happened if Qui Gon and Anakin 
Honestly, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And I, uh, well, it's it, it's not mine. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll finish up, and then I'll let Bailey go. Um, I like that he wasn't a Sith, at least not explicitly. That's literally what I was going to say. I was just going to say, what? I like that he wasn't a Sith. <laughs> I thought he was really creepy. I hated his yellow teeth. Yeah, um, his I eyes, kinda, his creepy eyes. I also kind of like the thread at the end where uh, Master Tyson's like, basically like, they kind of talk, it's kind of like a cycle of life kind of thing, like, Taijin's basically like, yeah, I'm strong now, but I'm going to start getting weaker. And if I had met this guy when he was younger, he might have washed me. And, he, and Taijin's basically like, I'm going to start getting weaker, and you need to start getting stronger. And I kind of liked kind of liked that there. Yeah, um, I'd like to see more with, with this one, too. This is one that's like, oh, man, I'd like to get a sequel out of this one. Um, yeah. But that's, that's the elder for me. To, to me, this one feels like it could be canon for, like, pre-prequels. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, Old old Republic or something like that. Because um, it feels like this would be something that could have happened in the universe. Because, you know, like, remnants of the Sith are still out there. Even though he's not a Sith, it's, like, kind of implied that he used to be. And he's just, like, escaped from the Order or something like that. Or he just ran off and he's doing his own little thing out there um so i just kind of i kind of like that vibe of just this could have been like early early star wars but probably like right before probably right before dooku's time i would say but yeah no that would be a lot longer than that (laughs) probably um but the old man he reminded me of that creepy creepy bloodbending part of Avatar The Last Airbender. You know that creepy uh, old woman doing the puppet yes. stuff? Yep. Yep. He, that's what he reminded me of. Of just like that sense of, ugh, I do not like this creature in the middle of this rainy backdrop going up against, uh, you know, some very powerful people and taking them down pretty easily. Um, uh, it's a very good episode. Um, it also shows like there is that connection uh, with children. Uh, it still kind of cements that uh, sense of childlike wonder for the Jedi Order. Like the kids mm. were looking at them in awe, that's still hiding from them. Um, but it wasn't like you know hiding in fear. It was just kind of like shyness and playfulness. Like wow, look, it's a celebrity. Um, I, I don't know. There's just something about that and the Jedi's connection to just life in the galaxy that just works so well. And it adds like a little more depth and forgiveness for the Jedi order that would eventually be, uh, yeah, at least for me. I'll, I'll say one more thing. Cause I've just been reading a lot of the, the canon novels lately. Um, the, the creature thing that they kill in there that the elder kills, I think they called it a Varmga or Vamga. Um, yeah. it's very very similar and this is not probably of any note it's very very similar to uh, what are called fear mocks and fear mocks were basically like these giant creepy primate looking things that are I think they're uh, native to Iridu which is uh, Tarkin's planet 
And so there's a part in the Tarkin novel where he has to kill a bunch of these these things, and Tarkin just kind of sauces all of these giant primates, and it's pretty cool. So not really relevant to the episode itself, but I just thought that that was a little small connection there. Yeah. Bamga. Cool. I've said all I need to say about the episode. Does that mean it's so then, uh, Senor Me? You're up, Senor Me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> are we on? Is it? Am I going doing four, or am I on five? Four. You just you did your five. Okay, I couldn't remember the snake thing. It's confusing me. I know it shouldn't. Okay, you're doing four, uh, and then immediately after you'll do three. Gotcha. All right. So four is the duel. The duel. The duel. I believe that is episode one, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> kind of the same thing that I was saying with, uh, I believe, The Bride. And I think a lot of this was because it was the first episode, too. Uh, when it very first came in, I was just very confused. I didn't know where they were, what was going on. I mean, they, they explained it a little bit and, and, and whatnot. But just the fact that we haven't, we don't have a fully developed world. I can't look back at a previous episode and be like, yes, this is what happened coming forward to this episode. So just the confusion uh, did it for me a little bit. Uh, but obviously this is up at the top of my list because it is a straight up banger. Uh, I, she, this is the, the lady that, or is it? I can't even remember if it's late, but the umbrella lightsaber. Yes, oh, she pulls out. Really? That is so badass. Absolutely badass. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in the see, animation on Twitter, all the dude bros who are like, "This is so like not possible in Star Wars," and I'm sitting there like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> yeah, um, but obviously the the animation was was pretty good, and I think didn't you say Zach that they are uh, continuing this in a a novel or something? Yeah, so um, I'll I'll talk about um, duel in in a bit, but uh, I will I will say on this part, yeah, there, there's a novel that's coming out in a week or two that I've I've got pre-ordered, and I will say they make a note of calling it a Star Wars Visions novel instead of a Star Wars novel, um, and basically on the back of the book, the premise of the book, and it doesn't explain it very well in the short and from from what i've heard like the first two chapters of the book are basically the the episode in in book form hmm. uh but the synopsis of the book here which is why the duel is like maybe the least canon possible one uh the synopsis of the book says uh the jedi are the most loyal servants of the empire two decades ago jedi clans clashed in service to feuding lords sickened by this endless cycle of a sickened by this endless cycle a sect of jedi rebelled seeking to control their own destiny and claim power and service of no master they called themselves the sith um so in this universe the sith are kind of the good guys yeah um, and didn't he pull out a red lightsaber right he was red the whole way yeah, yeah that's what i thought which was obviously threw me off and was cool Um, um, so you can go into your next one then. Well, yeah. And also I was just going to say another thing is to add to my confusion and it, this possibly had something to do with the, uh, darker colors of the animation. This one obviously wasn't as bright as a lot of them. And it was just very different, but like, so, so they were, they were fighting some bandits, some raiders of some kind who were, uh, you know, 
holding the village for ransom or whatever the heck the plot was again. Uh, but I genuinely couldn't tell characters apart in that. Like, the, 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 combined with the colors, and they were all wearing just random bits of armor. I think I even saw some people wearing, like, Stormtrooper-looking stuff, but they weren't Stormtroopers. It was just, it was a lot to take in. I, I legit had, a, had trouble following this episode. But visually, it, I think alone is probably why this is so high up for me. I just, I, it looked so great. It just looked so great. But. Oh, yeah. Uh, then if we're moving on to my third, my third was the elder, which we obviously talked about as well. Uh, I don't really know what else to add on to it, but it was creepy. It was badass. He he had like the, the bandit or not the bandit, sorry, the, the old, the, the elder, uh, he had like those Sith like dagger things. They weren't even full yeah. lightsabers, which I thought was cool. I'm always <laughs> down to see some new form of, of lightsaber. That's some of the things I look forward to the most. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, we can uh, move on. I, I don't really have much else to say. Billy's up. Yeah, uh, Village Bride is my number three. So which, great. Yeah, uh, I I love I love whenever the Force is explored, as we've said uh, with that softer side. I like when the Force is explored through nature, which the Last Jedi touched on by having like Luke tell Rey to reach out through the force and she's feeling like the birth, the death um, new life old life and everything on the island alone just through the force and that kind of beautifully is told through this where they have uh, the planet projects memories that it has uh, for these people and it's I don't know I thought it was very cool and it feels very anime very Studio Ghibli heavy, as I've said multiple times about this episode. But even then, just like the Jedi uh, on the run, I kind of got the vibe that either the Masked Man or her were a on-the-run Jedi, because, I mean, she was wearing a mask, and he was kind of keeping a distance from everything. Um, and then for her to whip out her lightsaber, it was one of those moments where I was like, goosebumps, oh boy, I'm feeling something. And, you know, cool first lightsaber. First time in so long. <laughs> first time in so long. And it was only episode three. You know, we only had one episode between the duel, and that one episode was uh, Tatooine Rhapsody, where we really didn't see too much lightsaber action. So... <laughs> I guess it was good to be back with lightsabers again. Um, but yeah, no, the final final fight sequence is cool. And having the battle droids, their voice acting back from the yeah, Clone Wars. That was, was nice. Like, yeah, it's Same thing with Boba Fett. Yep, getting Samora Morrison back for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Whereas, and then Jabba in that episode, they're just like, we're just going to recycle words that he said from the other <laughs> show. Like, come on, get the original job of voice actor. Re- bring him back from the dead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get that. Get the the human version of Jabba that they they cut. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba, you're a wonderful back. human being. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a very. Uh, I like the episode. I like the episode. Now that's about all I need to say. We've already covered it enough. Cool, cool. Um, so that is. At least three, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do my three, and then I'll do my two, 
I three uh, is going to be the duel. Of the the duel, duel at three. Um, obviously, duel. super excited about the the novel. Um, it you know I I that's pretty much all I read. I just read Star Wars books pretty much year round. So anytime a new one hits, I'm I'm always excited to get it. I thought the the fact that he could do his lightsaber. Like, it didn't seem like he turned his lightsaber on. Like, his lightsaber was always on, and it was sheathed, right? Yeah, kind of. Where he cracks it a little bit. So that kind of has me thinking, like, does does this guy have, like, a Beskar sheath? Like, because what else is going to be able to stand up to lightsaber other than Beskar, right? Um, I liked the the ending bit with the waterfall. Uh, I liked the probe droid with samurai swords that just came like flying yeah just came swinging at him yeah that was pretty cool too Um, oh being piloted by a doug yes yeah was that what it was yep oh is that who that guy was yeah it was saboba like sitting at a control panel like coming in just spinning Uh it around okay i know i I guess yeah i guess i didn't yeah um so i'll read the book and i'm i'm pretty excited to get more of like the ronin's backstory that's what the book's going to be called the ronin um excited to see if he has a name <laughs> yeah know, um wonderer i liked the i liked the collecting kyber crystals bit kind of like grievous collecting lightsabers i thought that was really cool there's a lot of kyber crystal <laughs> and then he, just, he goes hey kid here's here's a kyber he just hands a child a it's red like, kyber crystal. yeah well hey in this in this world red's not necessarily bad <laughs> Well, True. I mean, it still kind of was significant because. Well, and I, that's something I I want to ask though is so obviously she reacted uh, to him pulling out a red lightsaber and was uh, like oh, a red lightsaber. What the hell? Well, and also so obviously how red lightsabers are made is through very dark side means. Uh, <laughs> is that still the case in this world, this universe? Is because obviously. Red doesn't seem that bad necessarily. Right. So does he I still guess. have to make that crystal bleed to to make it red? You know, I have no idea. That, yeah. I'd, I'd be curious to, and hopefully maybe that's something they let they let into there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's like he gives this kid the the kyber crystal, and he's like, "Don't spend it all in one place, man." Um, <laughs> so so that was that was that one was pretty fantastic. A lot of classic uh, Kurosawa samurai feels. I liked the grainy. Um, black and white. Um, mm. Did did either of you guys play? Uh, oh Jesus! Now I'm gonna forget. Um, crap! It was the samurai game that came out just last year, two years ago. Ghost oh, of Tsushima? Ghost of uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I've not and, played it. No. Oh, in there uh, reminded me a lot of that because in there, it, there, there's a mode that you can turn on that's called Kurosawa mode. And it just like turns the whole game into that kind of grainy black and white, and it's so badass. Um, so that's kind of what it reminded me of. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's that's what I meant when I was talking about the animation. Just the way it looked, it was like dark, grainy, and that kind of confused me sometimes. Just seeing all those bandits dressed up differently, I couldn't. It was just hard to follow sometimes, but still great, still great. Uh, and then I'll go into my number two, and it's like a. Middle finger to all the haters out there. My number two was T.O.B. one, Toby, man. <laughs> um, like I said uh, uh, when I was talking about Akakiri, I like the dark Star Wars stuff, but more and more, like, 
not in the the prestige tv like i want my my stuff to be happy like this was most adorable wholesome episode toby was cutest thing i've maybe ever seen it kind of had the same found family vibes or or created family Mm -hmm. and then of course obviously the whole bit is toby's a jet toby wants to be a jedi but he's a droid He's Pinocchio in Star Wars. Yeah, he wants to be a real boy, and and he he can't, you know, you know, per Star Wars canon, droids can't be. Um, I, you know, even knowing that, watching that, I was like, if they don't let Toby be a Jedi, I'm going to be so pissed off if he is not a Jedi at the end of this. I'm going to be upset. And and then obviously, his master slash creator is this Santa Claus, red nose looking guy with no arms and. Uh, you know, he says, oh, you got to find a kyber crystal. You know, you got to find a kyber crystal if you want to be a true Jedi, right? And then his master dies, and the Inquisitor comes back, and it turns out the freaking kyber crystal was literally inside of him the whole time, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those, you always had it in you thing. So this just got me like... You always had it. He pulls it out of himself. It's the power source for his whole being. He just collapses. He just shuts down, yeah. (laughs) 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 Had me in my feels. Like, it's such an anime thing. Like, you know, dig deep. It's in there. It's it's for you. Uh, You know, he learns that, like, the force is in all things. Like, the whole time he's, like, trying to know preserve his master's mission by restoring the environment and creating life you know um the the inquisitor comes back he's fighting it gets like really grim there for a moment because his arm gets like torn off but then he gets he gets knighted right he gets christened uh, as a as a jedi knight by his force ghost master mm-hmm. and then he combines with the other little droids co3 and they do like mega man jetpack epic power rush charge oh. And and then and then what does he do after that? He goes, I'm gonna go fly throughout the galaxy and plant more trees. And I'm just like, man, this <laughs> you go. Fight is five percent Jedi. It's like Yoda's out there decapitating people, and this guy's like, I just want to plant stuff. So Toby, Toby's my Toby. number two. Very 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 pro Toby. 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 Uh, so, Bailey, it's uh, to you then. Yep. My number two uh, is The Ninth Jedi. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have this weird, like, well, not weird, um, but a lot of people that I've talked to and engaged with online uh, whenever we talk about rankings and stuff like that, they all put Ninth Jedi as their number one, which uh, maybe maybe spoilers, but I assume that's uh, yeah. what everyone else here is doing. Um, anyway, um, I put it as number two, and everyone else that I know of has it as their number one. And I just, eh, anyway. This like, this one is really good. This one is Star Wars to the max, and it sets up like the possibility of an entire anime. Uh, and I would love to see an entire anime based on this storyline. Um, 
from Ethan first introducing Ethan. himself. <laughs> I was like, I, I, as soon as he walked in and said, hi, I'm Ethan. I was summoned here by the Grandmaster. I was like, oh, okay. Ethan. Mm, great, great space name, I guess. Um, and I thought he was going to be the main character. And then we get the real main character is the girl bringing them their lightsabers and yeah, uh, yeah i definitely thought he was gonna be the more main as first yeah oh yeah. Uh, i did i did kind of assume that the actual guy who summoned them there was inside of the giant droid as well i didn't think it was uh, inside but i definitely was sus I, I was sitting there i was like this droid is suspicious i think he's like hiding out inside of it and he's gonna pop out and be like hi guys it's me and he's gonna either be evil or they're all going to be evil and he's going to be the good guy. And it was the latter. I was like, okay. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't see that coming. But looking I, back at it, I felt yeah. like they were setting up, they were trying to set it up to be very clear one way. Yeah. I, like, and then I it was just they not. Were but fully intending for it to be a setup of the guy who called them all there is the bad guy. And they're going to have a big, epic, like, all-Jedi mm-hmm. showdown with this guy. Yeah. And it, it works, though. I, I just, whenever I was watching it, I was sitting there, and my brain was just rattling off all the possibilities of, like, oh, well, they want us to think of this. So it'd be interesting if it actually turned out to be the other way, and that guy is a good guy, and all these people are bad guys, including Ethan. And then Ethan was not. And Ethan I went, was not in the well, loop. <laughs> Ethan was just... An actual clueless idiot. And Ethan I love him to death. literally dumped his pants when they all lit up their lightsabers. <laughs> I, that honestly is <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the show, that is them cool. all receiving their lightsabers and turning them on and all of them are red. I went, Right. Just okay. they were surrounding. Yeah, oh, that was I so was, good. I was like, that's a great oh shit moment. I also like the idea of... I, and we, I don't think we explore this in like actual Star Wars canon, about how the kyber crystal adapts to you and gains its color from you using the lightsaber and your force and your connection with the force. And that's what determines the color. And we get to see that like at length. Whereas in the Clone Wars, whenever we follow like the younglings getting their kyber crystals, they pop them into a lightsaber, they turn it on, and it's just well, immediately like green or blue. I will say, both of them, if I'm not mistaken, are, are just slightly wrong uh so the the clone war stuff i believe was made before they made the new canon way of how you uh create a lightsaber and get your color yeah that was made when they were already like oh there's a purple crystal because i want a purple lightsaber that's how that was made originally and then obviously they rewrote that and with this episode the the ninth jedi it obviously transitions like just by touch which i don't think is quite right i think you have to like it's a whole process to imbue your your footprint, your handprint, you could say, to that crystal to identify yeah. how you... So, like, when, yeah, when they were picking up the lightsabers, it was just an instant switch, which wouldn't realistically happen that fast, but I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was so cool that it did that. I, I was going to say, that's like a Star Wars breaking moment. Like, you could just sit there and watch Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight um, and just be like, well, why isn't his lightsaber turning red? Which, right. in retrospect... Would that not have been cool to see like them get through the fight to a certain point where his anger is so much 
that his blue lightsaber like bleeds into a red like mid i it would have been great it would have been great and like it i said I like that when moments. yeah when they just picked that like i think it was the the main girls who like kept changing it was like slowly was turning green weird. yeah it's because she yeah she hadn't got her her foot yeah. in the door all the way which was cool which i i think like that's a neat concept and i kind of mm-hmm. want star wars to pursue that of just like you don't decide the color the color uh reveals itself to you like i love that concept and what i was even saying it does do that it does do that well yeah in the clone wars uh it whenever they pick up their crystals it's not a certain color it's literally just white ice crystal yeah and they put it into their lightsaber and they ignite it and it's like oh hey mine is blue mine is green it's just instantaneous in the show uh whereas this like again it's it takes time if you are not as attuned to the force. And then we have the giant porg monster guy who turns out was a good guy, but was like so deep in hiding that he, yeah, he like kind of lost it almost. I think he was kind of corrupted by the dark Uh side a little bit. That to me, that's what it felt like is like, Mm -hmm. he was kind of like the inside man. Um, and then he just kind of fell into it just a little. He had like a point break moment where he was like, I know I should be against them, but like, I'm so deep in this. I might as well just go along with it. Wasn't one of them like, hey, this isn't who you are. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then just no, kind yeah, of stop the, fighting. The good guy literally is like, that's not who you are. And he's like, oh, yeah, purple. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I loved like, the, the instantaneous changes to those yeah. lightsaber colors. That was cool. I, I guarantee we're going to talk more about this with either Caleb's second or first and Zach's number one. So I'll stop talking. We'll move along to Caleb's number two. Yeah, my number two, uh, we'll just talk about it briefly. Uh, Akari or the, uh, how do you say it? I think it's Akakiri. Akakiri. Akakiri, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, yours, both of yours, I think was a little bit lower on your, your guys' list. Uh, yeah, some of the animation, like I said, there was a few, a few things in there where I was just like, eh, it just looks a little strange, a little, little goofy. Uh, but again, I really liked the amount of, like, I guess, dark side females that we had. Because like I said, that's something you don't, I feel like you don't see in Star Wars, at least uh, the movies. You don't see them in the movies, obviously, very much. Uh, so I, I really appreciated that. Uh, and, uh. I know, I know you, you Zach, were saying how you, you would kind of like to see the, the lighter side of things more often, but like, and I get that, but I think Star Wars time and time again has done an absolute stellar job of showing that the bad guys can win. The bad guys can win, and it's cool, and it's fine. And so ending on that dark note was just dope. I was like, yes, I want to see more of that. I want to see where this is going. I like the hero falling to the dark side reluctantly a little bit I, I classic it's classic it's used time and time again but i love it that that's why akiri or akakiri is my number two nice uh, then i think but, you uh, go into I your guess whoever well you do your oh, two and then yeah ninth, ninth jedi is, is, my, is my number one the good old ninth jedi which we Literally just finished talking about. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I guess I'll, that, I'll... That, that shot where they ignite all those red lightsabers in that circle right there, probably my favorite shot of the of all of Visions. That just was 
jaw dropping, jaw dropping. It was, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool. So obviously that means uh, Night Jedi is my number one as well. Um, <laughs> I like you guys spent some time talking about. I love the the changing lightsaber colors. I thought that was wild. I know you, Caleb said, you know, especially with like a crystal to turn red, at least in canon, you have to like basically end it against its Use it, yeah. Torture it. Um, yeah. But I liked the, I don't know, I like, I like the changes. I like the back and forth there. The action was cool. Uh, Ethan is a king, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Like the, I liked the old robot who's just like, I'm on my break. <laughs> oh my you know? god! Yeah. He's like, he's I get a pipe or something that was just yeah. like an oil lamp. Um, yeah, like all the other robots are like decommissioned. He's just sitting there by himself. <laughs> and, and when when the Sith all flip their lightsaber on right before they, it's like they just realize they're like, okay, well we got to drop the act because they're like, oh, you know the Margrave? Well, shit, I guess we got to kill you. Boom. Yeah, you know, and I thought it was just killer episode i liked the idea that you don't have a color until you become strong enough with the force yeah because uh, yeah. hers is like kind of like a neutral kind of like black or whatever I like that to you green could like, yeah i like that you could change the length of the lightsabers too um <laughs> it, it i was, I was like... hoping she was gonna do that more where she would like hmm. be locked in combat and then like make it smaller so she could like skirt behind someone under, and then turn yeah. it back longer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the most, it felt the most complete. It felt like yes. it had yes. lore. Like a it beginning, like middle, and end. Right, like a lot of these felt like, yeah, 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 exactly. A beginning, middle, end. This one felt like it was the closest to like a, hey, let's a- make Star Wars into an anime, right? I was about to say, right. it feels like a pitch episode. Like they yes. would literally make this and be like, hey, let's make an anime about this. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, that that or the Akakiri would be probably like my top two to to see more of if I could. And and if if we're going back to the whole which one's most likely to be canon, um, this one you know would probably be up there pretty high as well because I think it's implied that it's set way 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 in the future. Oh yeah, really? Like, I don't. I didn't even, remember. I think it's like even beyond um, sequel even. That that's sort of the vibe that I was getting. Like the Jedi Order had been reestablished, mm-hmm. um, and of course, like the dark side comes back with that. Yeah, always. <laughs> so so yeah, that's that's my number one as well. Um, it, yeah, if you go and check the the Star Wars wiki, which obviously isn't. I yeah, I got it right here. This one says it says uh, during or after thirty five ABY, which is yeah. Episode Nine. So yeah. And again, not and many generations Jedi. have passed since the light of the Jedi have protected the galaxy. So yeah, it sounds like they're gone. So that's my one as well. Yeah. So I guess uh, what's your number one then, Booley? Uh, the duel. The duel. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, the reveal of both of their lightsabers are some of my favorite mm-hmm. favorite in the entire anime and pretty much in all of Star Wars. Like that umbrella lightsaber is so ridiculous. It's, and it I'm is. sitting there, I'm like, how d- does she just have like multiple? And then we get the reveal at the end, uh, or before the battle starts, where she literally just removes a lightsaber from the base of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, she ignites it at the bottom and it emits the saber blades 
out through everything. Cool. Because uh, I remember there was someone on Twitter, of course, who was like, uh, th- she doesn't even have a lightsaber. She just has an umbrella. And I'm like, did you even and watch the episode? Because, like... like she has a lightsaber. She goes toe to toe with uh, the Ronin. That's why it's called the duel. Um, but him, whenever he unsheathes that lightsaber, the crackling and very violent sounding uh, lightsaber sound that they have is like my new favorite noise that a that a lightsaber can make in Star Wars. Because it's almost like Kylo Ren, but it almost feels like more energetic like there's more crackle to it like not like it's breaking but like it's fully charged and ready to go i don't know like i don't know how to describe it like you got to go back and rewatch that moment when he removes it because its sound is so unique hmm. um oh what else was there also that droid the little <laughs> little r2 oh, with droid the with the straw hat oh, hell yeah <laughs> Just running in with those whistling birds and taking it. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I was like, okay, okay, I like this droid. And and um, kind of with the droid, and and like you said, the sound with the lightsaber. I love the just the the like the the flashes or the the pops of color. Like here's a kick-ass yeah. red lightsaber. Here's some green blasters. Here's the wit. Like I thought the color popped real well when they use it in that that limited capacity. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it was it was some great yeah, stuff. with 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 the way the 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 duel or the duelist was that grainy color and everything the whole, the red just popped beautifully. Oof. Which I I'm glad that was the first episode of the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was a good strong good start. introduction. I again, I just wish they had a stronger conclusion. I know Caleb I thought it was a great me. conclusion. You you think it's a great conclusion, but for me I just kind I wish it would have been something with like, you know, a little bit of that continuation, like look forward to season two. Um, but we still can. We can look forward to the dark without, side of it. But without it being like super grim and dark and just sitting there like, oh, well, now I got to wait a whole year to not be okay. sad about this. Let me, let me ask you this. And it may, you may say the exact same thing, which is fine, but I still want to get your take on it. So how did you feel? Granted, you may have known what was going to happen. How did you feel when Thanos snapped and we had to wait a year for the next movie? It ended I mean, pretty dark, I, but you yeah, were no, still excited for it. You were still excited for what was going to come. But that's not comparable because it's the MCU, which was going on for years and years and years. Whereas this, oh, I this saw it going all on in for one years. night. I know this is one single episode, but I'm saying Star Wars does a great job with the bad guys winning, and I'm fine with that. I love it, and so I just... All I'm saying is that I looked forward to seeing what was going to come next with that episode in particular. Just the well, same way yeah. I was feeling. Like it ended darkly, but that's okay. That's but okay. The, but the, the thing about Visions is it's like if you had at the end of the first Avengers in 2012, if like they won the battle in New York and then a portal opens and Thanos steps out, snaps his fingers with an Infinity Gauntlet, and then all of like half of life is wiped out and then he just disappears uh that would have been like okay hold on and that's how i feel with this one is like now i have to sit here and just go like wait what great now i have to wait and even though it's like extreme comparisons aside it's still just kind of like 
I wanted them to give us like the open-ended portion of this season, but also end on like a high note, kind of like how, oh, how is it? Empire Strikes Back ends. Yeah, they were defeated. They got their asses handed to them. Han Solo is in Carbonite, but they still look on because Lando, Chewie, all of them are taking off to go find Han. And they're standing by and they're like, we're going we're gonna to stay here and we're going to get stronger and we're going to push back. Whereas this one, the way that it ends with a season one, it just leaves you with like the, oh my God, this guy just murdered the love of his life. And now he's joining the dark side. And... But he brought her back. Yeah, he brought her back, but it's still just kind of like he still loses in a sense. Like he, he doesn't just, say a he's word. He's the dark side. And then we just Things go. Watch Black Widow today. And it's like, okay, thank you, I Disney liked it. Plus. I liked it. And I know. Okay, the, hope, the hope was her coming back to life. She's going to come back and get him. It wasn't Damn. happy hope. She was like, she came back to life. And then it was just like, oh, you're evil now. Great. <laughs> That's a bummer. Well, we all like different things, but also, or not, well, overall, Visions, 10 out of 10. I, I would agree. I'd put it probably closer to like 9 out of 10 overall, which still well, yeah. is not bad. No, yeah. 8 or 9 yeah, out of I, 10. I, I, there are several in there that I would love to see at least even if it's just one second episode i think that'd be awesome yeah good which, is good, uh, which is a good kind of transition um to kind of like a short little awards um section here uh you know we kind of had our overall opinions like i would say it's very high up there on my list too it's some of the best uh star wars in a while um I have a couple different sort of categories, and we don't need to spend a, a heck of a lot of time on these. Um, we can just kind of speed through them. Uh, so we're, we got best lightsaber, best duel, best character. Um, if you could make a sequel, if you could pick one episode to have a sequel, uh, what would it be? And then uh, pitch an episode, right? Like make, you know, pitch an episode for a season two. Um like a new idea, essentially. Um, so we'll okay. go, we'll go ahead and kind of go through those real quick. I'll start with uh, we start with best lightsaber. I'll I'll go out of the the gate here. Uh, it was really hard for me to pick a best lightsaber, so I kind of did a, a cop out pick, um, and I I picked the freaking hyperspeed lightsaber and twins. I like that it was like changing colors from green to blue to purple, and then it grew to be fifty freaking feet in the air. That's I thought that was just a bonkers moment. So, so that was my best lightsaber. Uh, I I absolutely loved the Ronin's lightsaber, just crackling right out of the sheath. Just so cool. Um, I love. I wish I, I'm sure I know I'm forgetting a lightsaber, probably, but I I was a fan of the Elder's daggers, his little. Ooh lightsaber dagger thing i thought those were pretty that's, cool that's a solid choice um mine might be pretty quick on best duel i thought the best duel was the duel um <laughs> that was the coolest one uh i thought if i had to pick a second i would probably pick toby because i liked the the fight with toby there but the duel was the best one you go from the umbrella lightsaber and just the the scene in the waterfall was just 
out of control. When they're fighting on the log, it's kind of Mustafari, mm-hmm. um, you know, except with water as opposed to lava. Um, so the duel was my pick for best duel. Hmm. I was going to let Caleb go. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was yours. Uh, <laughs> best duel. I mean, that one is pretty good. That, that it's either it's either going to be that one, or maybe I'm just impartial to it. But the elder, or maybe I'm partial to it. Sorry, the elder was uh, was very badass as well. The way he finishes the elder is yeah, yeah. He distracts him and then just right through it. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, my favorite. Uh, surprisingly, is Toby. I really like the artistry yeah. in that, and just mm. like it is visceral, and that's the part of the episode where I think I really won into it. Is just right there at the end. Um, but yeah, if I were to pick a second, I'd, I'd probably go with the twins. So it's it's weird because it's like my least favorite episodes have the best lightsaber action. But then my third favorite uh, would be the duel. <laughs> choice, yeah. Um, so that's a good switch over. Uh, best character. The best character is Toby, man. Like, Toby's the king. He's the best in the entire, in all of Visions. He's wholesome. He's got a Mega Man jetpack transformation mode. You know, he, he makes me the happiest of all of the characters, so... My my heart is with Toby here. Toby is my runaway best character. Uh, well, hey, the best. for me, I mean, I, is it cheating to pick God? Because if I pick Ethan, it's like, come on. How dare you pick everyone's favorite character in the whole Ethan. show? Ethan's um. The- no, I, I honestly think uh, I, I love uh, whoever, the, whoever the Jedi is in the Elder, like whatever his name was, I forget. But I, think, the, I think he is the Qui-Gon looking one. Yeah, uh, the Qui-Gon esque one. The Qui-Gon one. His name is Taijin. Taijin, yeah. I, to that effect. I like him. I like his like mastery yeah. and his like wisdom of just i'm getting older i'm getting weaker you're getting older you're getting stronger he is older he is weaker if he were stronger and younger i would have been dead i like <laughs> that cycle of things just it works i like his philosophy uh yeah i was gonna say i'm i'm kind of torn between him uh the main uh, dude who kept having like the the headaches and turned to the dark side of Akakiri, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'm scrolling through here because there was no... oh, and then the uh, the Sith lady with the umbrella and uh, the duel. Good picks. Yeah, so I, it, it's hard for me to definitively say which one of those three I like the most, but they're all up there. I'd say. All good choices. Um, so then. You could pick one episode to have a sequel. What would it be? I think mine's going to be Ninth Jedi. It yeah. feels the most tailor-made for one. It could be like a prison break thing to save her dad, right? And they say, uh, you know, the other Jedi maybe aren't necessarily dead. Maybe they're in prison. So mm-hmm. to me, that feels like the 
the home run for a sequel. And, and I would maybe have picked Duel, but Duel's getting the novel, so it kind of yeah. already has its own sequel. Right. Yeah. I yeah, agree. I, ninth Jedi. Yeah, ninth, ninth Jedi. If I, <laughs> if the closest one that would come to that for me is the Akakiri, I really would have liked to see where that went. Uh, but yeah, definitely ninth Jedi. Yep. On agreement there. Han's, yeah, I think agreement. that's the the, written in the one thing we all agreed on. <laughs> yeah, <solid>. Definitively. <laughs> um, so then the, the 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 last little bit before we finish up there. Good to end on a on an agreement there. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, pitch for a original new episode. Here's mine. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. It's a little cliche, but I I, I kind of love it. In in my pitch, you start out with uh, you open the episode with uh, I picture it as a, an orphan being you know chased by some punks by some bullies or whatever, right? And they are they they kind of corner him and they're like throwing stuff at him. They're you know they're they're throwing rocks at him or whatever. And and he's just like dipping and dodging them, right? He's, none of the rocks hit him. Um, and then all the bullies kind of run off and, and and panic, very similar to um, when Obi Wan scares off the the Tusken Raiders and the Tusken Raiders run away. It, it, it pans over to a a hooded figure. He's kind of wearing a hood. He's scared off the bullies, right? It's very much an homage to, to Obi-Wan um, discovering Luke, except this kid's like dipping, ducking, and diving, dodging Hello. all the all the Hello. D's of dodgeball. Um, and then he pulls off his hood, and it's like, psych, he's not a Jedi. He's a teacher at the local pod racing academy, and he thought that this orphan's reflexes were so damn good that he needs to take him to the pod racing academy and teach him to be a world class pod racer, and Ooh. then this anime becomes like a like pod a, racing. Like a does it become game. does it become speed racer? No, not I wasn't thinking speed racer. I was thinking like a like a sports anime, like oh, like Haikyuu or uh, I really I watched Run with the Wind recently, which is like a cross country anime. But it's just kind of like, or like like mix a sports anime with like. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, where he's like at the Duel Academy, except he's at the Pod Racing <laughs> Academy. That's what I want to see. Pod Racing anime. I could, I could be down. That's something slightly off topic here. I wish that they would have done differently about Last Jedi, is make that weird racing stuff, just make it Pod Racing. Yeah. When they were on that c- casino gambling planet. I think that would have yeah. been cool to see Pottery. I think people would have liked that more. It would have tied it into all the other or to the other movies a little bit. I don't know, but I've always thought that. But yeah, more pod racing. I'm down for more pod racing. Cool. Anybody else have a pitch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> mine. Uh, mine's I... short. Mine's short. Oh god, I don't know how long mine is because I just came up with it like two seconds ago. Same. Same. Um, <laughs> uh. Basically, fantastic beasts and where to find them, but in the Star Wars universe, where a guy is going through the galaxy uh, and discovering species, and he's like the first one them, right? Catalog it, huh? Is he like trying to like protect them too? Yeah, yeah. It's basically Newt Scamander in the Star Wars universe, where he's not capturing them, but he's studying them. He's taking like specimens, some of them that attach to him. He probably brings along with him. Yeah, um, just as pets and that kind of thing. So he basically has like a whole Noah's Ark ship going through the galaxy. That's kind of cool. Um, and That's then cool. Uh, we get a whole Where's Appa episode, or kind oh, of. No, thank you. 
Uh, I know, I know. Uh, where, like, I don't know, an animal that he is connected to in a space pirate raid of his arc. Um, they steal a bunch of them, but he manages to save a bunch, except for the one that we have, like, the most connection to throughout the episode. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to even make this, like, it's a no-talking episode. It is purely visual. Uh, get all the details from that. And he goes through the galaxy trying to find uh, this one creature. And it turns out he's been sold to, like, Jabba's Circus um, or a Hut Circus or something like that. And he has to try to get his creature back without, you know, being got by the Huts and or Boba Fett. I like it. I like yeah. it. Green light it. Um, I don't know if this will even count because it's like not quite what you asked for. Uh, but we, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, the other day, Zach. Uh, so it's, it, it follows more under the line of like Star Wars, what if? But That's my episode, my episode, I think it would be cool if the episode, it, it would kind of skip around a little bit, but the, the intro, I guess, would be what if uh, Obi-Wan got killed instead of Qui-Gon Jinn? And perhaps I even threw in the idea that maybe uh, Darth Maul doesn't die in episode one and continues on being the apprentice through possibly two and three. So Dooku doesn't ever turn uh, to the dark side. We've got a Qui-Gon-Dooku dynamic who's now uh, teaching Anakin. I mean, I think that could completely change the entire story or off Palpatine's plan. You know, I think that would be an interesting universe to see develop. What if Darth Maul continued... You know, being under Palpatine's side. What if Anakin never, you know, got the master that he was supposed to have? And what if Qui-Gon was still alive? I think a lot could have could have changed. I know that was not really quite what you guys did, but I think that would be cool. I think that's cool too. I think there's you could. I think you could do a, a Star Wars What If series. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, I think I joked when we were talking about that. I was. I said, "What if? Uh, what if Sepulba won the race instead of Anakin?" Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's just like, uh, oh, he's stuck on the, the desert now. Okay, bye. And like, Quagon <laughs> takes his mom and is just like, series over. Starts banging yeah. his mom. Well, uh, let's make a youngling. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and then Liam Neeson says something horribly racist, and Star Wars ends prematurely. <laughs> um, <laughs> great. Uh. Never get Great. to duel on Mustafar, all because Anakin couldn't win the freaking race. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the best pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> oh well, good to know. What if Greedo shot first and hit? Like you're right. <laughs> Chewie's yeah. just standing by the Falcon. He's just like, what, what yeah. the fuck? Where is he? <laughs> oh shoot. Uh... <laughs> Well, uh, that's it for the categories. That's it for the the rankings. Um, I don't know. I thought that went pretty well. Hopefully, yeah. get a good time. Hopefully, uh, yeah. No, that was fun. If anybody actually listens to it, they they enjoy it. Thank mm -hmm. you if you thank you if you are listening. Absolutely. Um, cringy, cringy uh, podcast outro. Um, there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Thank you for your patronage. Um, if you two want to shamelessly plug your whatevers, you are you are more than welcome to, and then we can boost on out of here. Follow me at movie underscore daddy at tiktok.com. 
God, I hate that name. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, K-48, oh. I don't know. That's what I go by. <laughs> K-Swag on YouTube, right? K-Swag. Or, yeah, or Cicada 4 I've got two channels that don't like do beats, much. Man. Beats provided by Cicada 488 here. Didn't it used um, to be Bob the Genius? Yeah. Say that out loud. <laughs> People will dig all those, those videos up and... No, oh, I'm pretty no, sure. I'm no, pre- no, no you can't. I'm pretty sure the name has changed to like. I think it's actually just straight up my name now, or maybe Zach's name. Uh, but I've privated all those videos. It's probably for the best. That's those good. Are, there's but a lot of my old channel, there. which I have no access to. So love it. <laughs> all right, it's a um, gold mine that's just always there if I need it. Oh I'm God! Sign it, sign it out here. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>